it's our intro. At one la- at, at, at some point, we need to really give backgrounds on ourselves. It's like a movie. <laughs> no, I get it. But the character point, gets should, developed later right, on. <laughs> we should talk about that a little bit. And... When are we getting a studio, Greg? After today, waiting 40 minutes to get this going sooner rather than later. Are we ready to get started? Welcome back to Gorilla Fitness Radio. Yes, we have a title. Our first launch was a successful launch. We dropped episode one a few days ago. Um, don't know what order you're going to hear this in, but we are back. I am back with Greg, Blake. How are you guys? Good. Good. Really looking forward to hopping back in here and talking again. I know. We've been doing so well. Um, I want to give a shout out to Crate Media. They've taught me a lot. People call it YouTube University, but I've definitely learned a lot about sound engineering, compression, editing, using Logic, which is an overkill, but I love it. But yeah, I want to give a big shout out to uh, Crate Media. Thank you for your 40-minute intro sessions and, and tutorials on how to edit a podcast. So, so I hear Blake has a story. Well, this will segue nicely into it. So instead of just jumping right into that, it is week two of the Open. Um, we are going into week three so far. Greg, what are your thoughts on the Open? Programming, community feel, how the gym's been with it. What, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, right out of the gate, I think uh, signups for the Open, if I'm being honest, were, were a little bit light. Um, I think Paramus always gets pretty fired up for the open. And I thought, um, you guys had a decent amount of signups for that clearly more than we had here in Montclair. Um, I would have liked to see a little bit more, but I think that we also, um, could do a better job of, uh, building the excitement or not even building the excitement, but educating more folks about the open, um, and the benefits of getting involved with it. Um, I do think some folks think that, you know, why bother putting down $20 when I'm, I'm just going to do the workout anyway. And I, I get that. I get the, you know, the economics involved in that. Um, but you know, I think, um, so just to clarify you, the signups in general for our gym, not as CrossFit. Yeah, as no, just for, just for our gym. And again, we didn't put this major push on it this year. We had a lot of, uh, obviously we're doing a lot of things at the moment, uh, for the gym itself. Um, that we're excited for. And, uh, this was kind of a, a couple of rungs down the ladder for us this particular year. Uh, but all that said, I think once it started and once the, the classes started, um, I think especially week, uh, 23.2, um, there was a lot of excitement in the gym. The workouts were, were fantastic. We had a lot of fun with them. Um, you know, the classes were full, people were have, were having a good time, uh, lots of camaraderie, lots of ha- high fives. Um, so I think the energy coming out of uh, this past Friday was was pretty high. I was, I was really excited about it. Our social media pages blew up. Yes, yeah. um, with videos and and fun stuff there. So uh, you know stuff like that will help us the next year continue to build momentum with it. That's uh, fifty six ums I have to edit out. <laughs> <laughs> why can't why do you have to edit them out? Um, it's who I am. <laughs> All right. Well, you actually set me up perfectly for... Uh, are we going into story time? We are. And he set it up perfectly. So he said, what... <laughs> I was like, what the hell is that? Um, you know, he talked about how spending the $20 to join the Open, what's the point? And um, for the first... Oh, there's an um, shit. 
I'm gonna, now you got me See super aware. Done? Now I, I have to make sure. And actually driving here, I was like, don't say um, don't say like, because Sean's going to want to edit it out. So. Um. <laughs> but, but anyway, two, uh, two weeks ago, during the first open workout, actually I had a realization of what the open really is about. Um, shit. <laughs> God damn it. He's really- it's about people coming to... <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to give a, say what you got to say so we can get moving. I'm good, go. All right, so I'm going to give a little backstory, and I don't want this to sound like it's all about me, but we need the context in order to get to what happened two weeks ago. So if you know anything about me for the last five years, my whole focus as an individual athlete has just been to see how far I can go competitively. And as I've mentioned in previous podcasts, I set up my life in a way that I could really focus on training and recovery. And that's part of why I became a coach was because I needed time and accessibility to train in a way that, you know, everybody else is doing it. Who's competitive. But after this being like my fifth year in the summer, I already felt burnout coming mentally and physically looking at, you know, the amount of time and resource and energy that was going into this and what I was actually getting out. And probably the smart thing for me back in the summer after the quarterfinals, feeling a little disappointed at where I finished, would have been to take a break, take the summer off, not really do much, just relax and unwind and enjoy life and then pick back up in the fall. But being hardheaded and being driven, I didn't see that as an option. So I made sure to just grit my teeth and bear it and keep training, keep training, keep training. I did a local competition in the fall. Uh, I think that was November. And with where I placed, I was just really not happy with that. I took sixth in a local comp. And with the amount of time that I was putting into training, I thought I should have finished much higher up. And that was really a deciding moment for me where I began to reevaluate things. And it put into perspective, like, you know, you're turning 29. Most athletes, when they hit 30, you're over the hill. So old. In ath- 29. Wait, 29. In athletics. It's over. It's over for the most part. So wait, before you continue, yeah. I was at your previous last year, same competition. Where did you place? I just said that. No, previ- the oh, year prior. The year prior, I was third. Third. Yeah, the year prior, I was third. But it was different competition this year. Um, it was a lot more stacked. And it was also unisex going for the podium both men and women were competing for the same spots it wasn't split on gender and they they did okay job i think of making sure that it was balanced but always with that it's not always exactly balanced actually the person who won it was a female not to take anything away from her she was a fantastic athlete but i don't really know if it's apples to apples so five females one, two, five places, and then sixth place, Blake. No, it wasn't. F- <laughs> <laughs> the first place was a female, second, third, fourth, and fifth were males. Oh. But I, what I'm saying is I don't think it was a coincidence that in a weighted scale, a female took first. No, I got you. That's all I'm saying, but not to take anything away from her. Not to derail the conversation, but this came up as my wife's birthday party last night. We had about four or five couples. I'm sorry. Uh, you weren't invited. I was free. Uh, does my wife even know you? No, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> um, and, and this conversation came up. It came up about uh, athletics and is there a sport where 
men and women will be able to compete at the same level together and it be and it be you know fair to both sides and it was an interesting conversation i think that's we came up with i think we came podcast. up with ping pong <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe but that's i or yeah but that's a Pickle whole ball. other so is she like happy birthday oh by the way I, I don't, like how did me. it come up just uh i don't i don't know how the conversation of of, of sports came up I, i'm not sure i don't know okay we were drinking <laughs> That's enough. That's enough of a reason to bring yeah. it up. We're having coffee and weights. This so <clears throat> walking away from that, I was left with a moment of let's evaluate. And in that moment, feeling the burnout and feeling the just overall fatigue, I decided to just walk away. But being an all or nothing person, it's just that. It's either I do it or I don't. And after that competition, I walked away from doing any kind of CrossFit and just giving myself a little bit of a break mentally and physically, just powerlifting, lifting weights, doing regular functional fitness, you know, just to start to enjoy it again. And, you know, that left a big hole in my day, big hole in like what drives me and things like that. But along came this athlete at our Paramus gym. She's a, I can say her name. She won't mind. It's Sarah, our uh, intern at the moment. And, you know, she came up to me around the same time and said, I know it's an impossible dream, but I want to see how far I can take this. And that was literally the exact thing I said when I first got into this. I know it is so damn hard to be competitive in CrossFit, but let me just see how hard I can, like how much I can put into it and see what I can get out of it. So in that moment, I saw a bit of me and I was like, absolutely. You know, I'll program for you. We'll chat, I'll guide you, I'll do whatever I can for you. And she had no foundation. Like, so this is her first open. She's only hasn't even been doing CrossFit a year. So the open workout comes, what is it, 23.1. And I get a text right after the announcement. Well, I'm fucked <laughs> because she saw 50 toes to bar as the second movement. And she can do some toes to bar, but she's not efficient at them yet. So I'm like, look, don't worry. I have a strategy for you. We'll come in on Saturday. We'll do it. I'll judge you. I'll coach you through it. We'll figure it out. So she comes in. First open workout ever. She's got the jitters. She's really uh, beating herself up mentally. We go over some rowing technique. We develop a strategy. Single toes to bar throughout. She's like, I'm not going to get through these 50. I'm like, yes, she will. It'll be fine. So workout starts. She crushes the row relative to her ability. And she goes to the toes to bar. And she executes fabulously doing the technique of just dropping, doing singles, dropping, single, dropping, single. And she finished all 50. And then she moved to the wall balls. And then she got through the wall balls. And then she got six cleans. So right then and there, in that moment, that was double what she thought she could complete. She didn't think she would get past 50 toes to bar. And she did all 50, 40 wall balls and six of the cleans. When the clock went off, I immediately swelled up with tears, but I'm like, dude, you got to keep it together. Compose yourself. <laughs> There's people around. No, you don't. Well, you'll see. So like, <laughs> you can have emotions, Blake. So in that moment, I was so proud of her and it was such a cool experience to see her do something that she didn't think she could do. And to know that I had a little piece in that mm. was super gratifying, more gratifying than anything I've ever done as an individual. So that was a really special moment. And I feel like that's what the open, you know, is partially about because when you do 
a workout and there's not any meaning behind it or there's not any, um, you know, no pressure or anything like that. You don't push yourself out of your comfort zone. You don't, you don't try new things. You don't really get to find out what you're capable of. So she collapses on the floor and I compose myself. And then I sit down uh, next to her on the box, give her a big hug, tell her how proud of I, how proud I am of her and that I hope she's proud of herself. And then I proceed to walk up the gym floor and go cry in the bathroom because I'm grieving what I didn't have as an athlete. And in that moment, I was partially filled through what I saw on her. And she might as well have made the games at that point in my eyes. As a coach, that was the greatest feeling in the world. But there was also a lot of sadness setting because this is the first year I haven't done the Open in five years. And it felt like that part of my life was dead and buried in that moment. So the Open is a very special time, but it's how you look at it. You know, I'm experiencing the open through a different lens and it's still just as important. You know, it's probably even more important this year than years past because I'm not being selfish and self-centered. My energy is going into this, this girl who at one point, that's who I was, you know, the same thoughts, the same fears, the same learning curve. And it's, it's what you really make out of it. And if you're willing to put yourself in an uncomfortable situation and test yourself and see what you're made of, because you're not going to do that on a Monday through Friday workout, you're going to find out what you're really capable of and what, what this is all about. And the open is about testing yourself and challenging yourself and proving to yourself that you can do a lot more than you think. And I honestly think that is the selling point behind the open. That could be one of the best testimonies to yeah. doing the open I've ever heard. <laughs> I mean, that's fantastic. If uh, anybody from HQ, or I don't think they call themselves HQ anymore, from home office listens to this, uh, I think they'd be really happy to hear that story you just shared. What, what did she say? I mean, you were flooded with emotions. How did she feel? She was overwhelmed. She was thrilled. And I even, I go, thank you for letting me be, uh, a part of your, your open experience because this is rewarding for me. And she was, she goes, I'm, I'm proud of what I did. I go, that's the most important thing that you can walk away with your head held high feeling that just like how I said, she might as well have won the games in my eyes. Cause that was the moment that I shared with it. And right. She had such a confidence boost and I told her it's, it's only downhill from here. Meaning like it's going to get easier for you. You just conquered one of your biggest fears ever. Right. You know, it, it, this really does help me me even understand for for folks a little bit better too um the challenges when the open comes around whether or not they're going to do it and uh the story you laid out kind of shares a, a little bit more insight into this is the time of year where people really lay it on the line you know people really and that is not expected of folks throughout you know training on a daily basis. Right. We don't expect you to come in here and lay it out there every single, because that's not possible, right? And it's not, there's no longevity in that. But that's, that is the, the, the message of the open. Like this is the one time of year. These are the three workouts of the year that we're going to challenge you with something very different. And we're asking you, are, are you willing to really put your training to the test right now? And put your metal to the test, put your training to the test and see how you do and see where you fall out. That is that is the essence of the Open. Um, because you're not going to do this, you know, the, the, the re remaining parts of the year. Uh, and you can't do that. 
but this is a special time to do it. And we all do it together, right? This is what we're all about here as a CrossFit community is we do things together. We're in this together. I think that's a that's a, just a great explanation of the why behind the open. Because yeah. I think a lot of people question that, like why? It's just the, and we often will say that, hey folks, just get involved in the open. It's a, it's a workout like any other. And it is, but it is that special power behind it of, hey, let let all your training come together right now and let it happen and see how you fall out. We don't really push that throughout the year though. You know, we don't say, hey, we're going to do this to get us ready for the open. We start talking about the open in December, but I never hear about it Yeah, as a yeah. member, you know, during right. the summer. Right. And I think, uh, look, that's a lot to do with running a CrossFit gym and, and, and being, you know, you get new members constantly, right? New right. members are constantly coming in the door and they're not familiar with the open until we start talking about it in January, right? And they're like, what, what is this? What are we talking about? And then therefore it's really hard to get them swept up in the right. excitement of the open because they don't understand it and we didn't tell them about it. Um, it's only members. I mean, look, you see it here. The, the, the members that do sign up are the members that have been here for 10 years, you know, five years. Um, they get it. They've seen it. Uh, they enjoy watching it. Um, but that newer member is like, I don't, this is, I'm just here to get in shape. Now you're asking me to test myself. You know, I think that's a, that's a, an educational thing that we have to somehow figure out with mm, folks. And yeah. this is something we do and get ready for it. So Blake, you mentioned you, after you went to the bathroom, you had this overwhelming feeling and, and, and at that moment it probably validated you as a coach, right? Like, Oh, absolutely. So, and, and you had this one feeling that happened to you. Do you get that throughout the year as a coach? There are pockets of that when I'm working with somebody and I, I feel this is something they've been struggling with and I've seen it week in and week out and then they finally get it. You know, I experience it more in my one-on-one -on -one sessions, of course, because there's a little bit more of a rapport going on. But yeah, I, I definitely do experience it, but I've never experienced it to that level. And we just did 23.2 uh, the other day and, you know, it didn't happen. So it wasn't a coincidence. It, it okay. was... It was a combination of me being where I'm at in my journey and where she's at in her journey and this being a first for both of us. I don't see your journey ending, though. Are you saying, like, you're not going to do any more local competitions or did this rejuvenate you? Yes and no. Tell me. No, seriously. <laughs> yes and no. I mean, look, it's, it's a lot of, I told you, I'm a very all or nothing person and that's the only way I am in my life. And now to some degree that's been great for me because it's gotten me farther than most but in other times it's also not a good thing where I don't do anything if I have to do it half-assed so I think I'm still processing and figuring out what the quote-unquote gray looks like for me is there even a gray but regardless taking this time has put a lot of things into perspective where I can look at the world and look at other people and put energy into other people rather than being so self-centered. Yeah. It's one of the notes I made as you were talking all or nothing. I know that, I mean, we've talked at length about numerous things. And I know this about you. Do you feel that way in everything you do? I mean, is that reasonable to have an all or nothing attitude about everything? I know it's not reasonable. It's one of those things that it can be very powerful. And if you know how to utilize it, you can get a lot of shit done. 
it also can be debilitating. Mm-hmm. And I'm fully aware of that. So it's not something that I, I'm very aware of it and I'm always trying to work on it. I mean, to be honest with you, a part of me doesn't want to let it go because I know what it's what you're capable of when you think that mm-hmm. way. But it's just it's just like coaching in class. It's or taking on a client. I take it on more than most emotionally and mentally. I'm in there with it with them. You know, I can't separate myself from that. So in that case, it's good, right? Because I'm all in with you. You just got to put a little skin and I'm 100% there with you. And I'm not even thinking about myself or any other problems. I'm just focused on you. So when it comes to work, it's great. When it has come to training, it's been great until it wasn't. <laughs> right. right. So I, my, and look, I don't want to derail. I think the, the theme, what we're, you know, started off with here was the CrossFit Open and people getting in, interested and involved in it. Um, so I don't want to derail that too much here, but there's a lot to unpack with you sure. on, on, on this, right? I mean, if, if I, we're being totally honest here. I mean, I know you and I had this discussion when you were all in on being the athlete that you were. You were a good coach. I mean, at the same time, you were a good coach and you were working super hard and putting everything into also being an athlete. And when you made the decision yourself that, hey, you know, I think this is the end of the road for me as an athlete, I'm, I'm flipping my switch here and I'm going to put my, my all or nothing hat on for coaching that you as a coach, I mean, almost grew tenfold overnight where you went from a good coach to a fantastic coach. I mean, a great coach. Um, So it it wasn't even like you weren't, and then you, it was always there. It's just you weren't giving, you were giving so much to the training aspect of of who you are to now you gave that, now you were giving that same effort towards being a coach, which for me as as the owner watching you it was like holy shit look at this guy run a class yeah. look at this guy program a workout like look at the time he's spending with every member in, in the gym and not only the time being spent but meaningful uh coaching right. that well even as a member watching him come in as a member as two mm-hmm. two i didn't even really talk to you then but uh, how he went from intern to assistant coach to coach it, it yeah. literally happened overnight yeah i mean there's a, there's a passion there and you're able to direct that passion i never told you this but i admired your whole process with that i was kind of like envious and i know people yeah. joke around that i want to be a coach right. but it's because i saw what you did right you know so we could tie that all in though so how you're talking about you saw the process and you mm-hmm. admired that well that was fueled because i wanted to train and be an athlete. So that got me into gotcha, the door with yeah. that because if I didn't have right. that idea, I wouldn't be here today. And then stopping allowed me to put more energy into other people. Mm-hmm. But if I didn't go through that last five years, I wouldn't have all the knowledge that I had to put into oh, yeah, people. I see that very clear. I mean, you know what you know right. because you did it. Right. So it's a caveat. I wasn't using it on myself anymore. Right. So here I have all these tools. Let's right. let's run with it. So much of what you're able to show to the members here is through empirical work from yourself, right? right. That you've done and you've felt it. I mean, um, you know, that that's what makes you a great coach when you have that experience yourself and then you're able to actually teach that to somebody else. It's a really powerful thing. But yeah, that all or you know, I sometimes I mean, look, we're we've gotten to be close and you know, that, that, that makes it, we're close to, okay. 
You're so um, needy. I am. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, I, I get concerned with that sometimes about like you not enjoying other aspects of things in life where it doesn't have to be all, it doesn't have to be all in for you to enjoy. Yeah, things. I was going to ask, what is the in between? Where do you, uh, is this a therapy session for Blake? <laughs> now? I mean, it, it, it's, it's much for me too. I've been through. I'm holding through the sign like up. This. What do you see? <laughs> you know? Well, right now there is no in between and I've had nothing but time and that's the problem. Well, let me ask you a, a question. So now you had this experience, you program for gorilla fitness when you program for Gorilla Fitness now, let's say you're going into the next month, did this experience now transpire into what you want to see for the members going forward? Well, here's the thing. I always want more for the members than the members want for themselves. Hmm. I mean, there's a select few. Do you few. know that? Do you know that to be true? I, some members, there's maybe. Some, I would say the majority, and it's usually in the response when I say, hey, I want you to try this. Or I want you to do it this mm -hmm. time. And there's always hesitation. I'm like, but I, I believe you can do this. I, I really know. hope they listen to this because he doesn't say much. I don't know. Besides, that, I don't know. But, sure now, they'll words in but now they'll know. Yes. No, I get uh, yeah. This is great. But I don't know that it's necessarily the right uh, words to say they don't want it. I don't, I don't know that they know. That's one of the hard parts of, of what we do here. But they don't, I think they this is part of know. the reason why we started this podcast. So they can know. A hundred percent. Because yes. now they know the thought process, the behind the scenes, right. the making of. Yes. So I'll give an example. It's a healthy conversation. And sure. this is, this is why I make that bold statement that I hope I'm proven wrong. That, that's why I'll be the first person to say that I always want to be proved wrong because that means I'm learning from that and I don't know everything and I don't think I do know everything. Um, I hope I'm wrong with a lot of my views in life, like, because I want to grow. So at the end of the day, I don't lose, but to get back on track more than not, if I see something in somebody and I say, Hey, let's try this. And I know it's way out of their comfort zone. I usually get followed up with. Yeah. But, and right when I hear the, yeah, but, and they feed me the excuse, I'm like, okay, I hear you. I acknowledge that that's a concern. But just appease me for a second. Let's let's play around with this. I'm I'm not gonna let anything happen to you. Yeah, but and there's another yeah, but. And I'm like, all right, come on. Like, give me something here. We're trying and that like to tie it back to the open. I feel like those yeah buts go away in the open because they feel like they need to do this. And then they try something and they realize they're capable of it. Yes. And what I would share is because I do feel as a 20, what, 29? 29, just turned 29. Sickening. Um, I feel like as I'm a, 50. As a 29-year-old who I do Who, who surrounds I do feel himself is with an older old friends. soul. Yes. I, feel, I feel like Blake is an say old that. soul He surrounds sure. himself with older yes, friends. he me. does. And me. <laughs> uh, so being someone 31 years older than Blake here, I, I respect where you, come, where you come from with that feeling about things um, because... You're not you, 60? You, what the hell are you talking about? What did about? I say? 31. 31. I said 31 years? Yeah. <laughs> 21. I figured, Sorry, I was 21 years. I, I figured your um game was a lot better and your math year. game yeah. is suffering. It's been a long time. Uh, the, um, I, I think you and I are very similar in a lot of ways, Blake. Earlier in, in running this business, I, I was, and I still am to a certain extent, a very cynical person. I could be very cynical. Uh, something I've learned, though, is a lot of the what we what we're just discussing here is more so rather than they don't want it or you want it more than them. I think sometimes it's a it's a misunderstanding of intention. 
uh, that's something I've really kind of worked with with myself that is it somebody that really doesn't want this or that, or is it more though that they're not understanding the intention with which I'm coming to them with it? We see that with the workouts of the day, which is why we've, we've started adding the intentions behind the word. We've literally been writing them out. Here's the intention of the workout. Here's the intention of the load. Here's the intention of the time domain. We are sharing that information because I think that that is often misunderstood. And I think a lot of times that is the case more than they don't want something, then they just don't understand what it is we're trying to do. And I try to give the benefit of the doubt to the person these days more often yeah. than not that maybe it's on me and it's not necessarily on them uh, that I have to do a better job of my job. I feel like if members heard this, I, I, I may want to push this episode up after we drop episode two because to hear him talk and to hear it, it kind of will make people think, why am I doing this? And and that's how we started off. Why, why are we having CrossFit? I was watching an athlete doing uh 22, 23.2. And she was just doing it by herself. She just looked so determined. And, and, and I feel like she really had something. She looked like she was working for this throughout the year. Like she, she grasped why she was here, why she loved uh, CrossFit. So you keep saying the most important word in all of this. What's that? Why? Why? I know we talk, I think the this whole, our whole conversations always stem from a why. It's about finding your why. And that's, in, yeah. that's where, not to be corny and toot my horn about CrossFit, but that's where, you know, CrossFit has a lot of overlap with real life. Like you go through the motions day to day, but then periodically throughout the year, you're going to have tests. And you better be ready for those tests and you're going to be pushed out of your comfort zone. And, you know, it's sink or swim and you better figure it out in that moment. Um, Why don't we have these tests announced? Like when you say, hey, we're doing toes to bars today because in a few weeks we're going to do X hero wad. And this is a this is a, a, a workout that will a benchmark workout for you to really take seriously and prepare for. Because I feel like that's that's every day. I mean, every workout prepares you for the next one. I agree with that. Every okay. workout, it's just showing. We, we say this all the time. It's kind of become a theme of ours of just show up. Because if you just show up today, you'll be a little bit better for tomorrow. If you just show up tomorrow, you're going to be a little bit better for the next day after that. It doesn't matter what the workout's going to be. Okay. If you keep coming, yeah, it'll eventually add up to benefits. I, I feel like that verbiage needs to be said, though, to the members. It's, well, here's the thing. It's about being prepared for what you don't know. Just like in life. That's why they don't announce the open workout until the day no, before no, you're going to do it. I, I get so, it. If I'm studying for something, I know what I'm studying for. Like, like CrossFit has never been that. It's such a wide array also, of everything. Uh, look, I, I know we just talked about explaining the intention behind things and right. doing a little bit better there. But at some point, you just have to do stuff. I, I feel like sometimes, I, I, this is one of the, the things I run into when I'm reviewing programming that he's putting out uh, or just deciding on things we're doing for the gym. Some things take such so much explanation and we're spending so, many so much time on these explanations. I mean, how many times have you and I sent emails back and forth to each other trying to get it exactly right? right. And then at the end, I'm just like, does any of this matter? Just show up and do yeah, it. Yeah, right, because the and end user still doesn't. You just get paralyzed get in the it. process of explanation. And sometimes you just have to go and do it and then figure it out. And I, and I kind of gleaned a little bit of that feeling from a podcast I just listened to um, with uh, uh, Adrian Bozeman and uh, 
um, the guy, uh, I forget his name. Darn it. Varied, not random, I think is the name of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Pat Sherwood? Is Pat Sherwood, yeah. yeah. I love Pat Sherwood. Love him. Uh, love Adrian. And they talk about this. Like, the the over-explaining of things, it just gets into this, like, you know, position of, like, w- w- what are we doing? Just do it. Sometimes you, you just have to make decisions. You can't be afraid to make decisions. And you can kind of explain it along the way, but you have to execute, yeah. right. you know. Well, well, for me, coming from a member perspective, right, um, I, I'm not speaking for all members, but, uh, you know, I'm on the floor, I kind of see. But if hopefully when they listen to this, they will now know that there are things to work towards. People just yes. come to just come yeah. well, without you, any reason. Listen, you just took, took the words out of my mouth of where I was going with my next statement was, I think what CrossFit does, look, CrossFit does a lot of great things. And, and there's so many things I want to talk about through this podcast about it. Um, and one of them is it really brings a thought process to your to to showing up to the gym now where i don't think anybody's ever really put this much thought into going to the gym like you just said exactly. some people just go to the gym they just go and they just go and they and, just do open and sometimes and you want to and they take calls and there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with that at all but could there be more purpose to this it's the purpose that is being brought by crossfit gyms like there's a bigger purpose here and that bigger purpose is being healthier and not having this reactionary um, program of showing up to the doctor when you're already sick. You know, it's, it's putting a little bit more purpose into why you are going to the gym. And when you're in the gym, getting the most value out of it in that hour, doing the very best you can within that hour. And by very best doesn't mean putting too much weight on your bar and moving too fast through a workout that you shouldn't. It's giving your best effort with where you are in that moment and learning something about yourself, learning a movement, practicing something, and getting a little bit better every time. And I think what CrossFit gyms do is, is force that on people because we're not just creating these, these places where you show up and do simple movements that really don't have any real benefit. I mean, I, I don't want to knock other fitness um, regimens. I think, Knock I think there are, there's places for everything and, and there's times for everything, but it's very easy to run a, a, a hit gym where they don't teach you anything comp, you know, complex, you know, move around quickly from this position and then run to the next little station and move around quickly here and, and get your sweat on. Right. And is there any real purpose to this? Are you building anything here? And, you know, as a CrossFit gym owner and as a CrossFit coach, where I empathize with every other CrossFit gym owner and coach is we take the hard job. We took the hard path to teach people things, really hard things that are that you can't just grasp in 30 seconds. You know, pick this up and just throw it here and don't, uh, who cares about wh- how that looks or, or is that really purposeful for you? We've taken the hard path and it's, you know, I respect every single person that has taken, you know, the the chance to open up a CrossFit gym and say, I'm going to teach somebody something. I'm going to show them how to do this the right way. Mm. Uh, no matter how long that takes, you know, it's, it, there's a different purpose that goes on in a CrossFit gym. And the more CrossFit gyms are doing what we're doing and putting real time and effort into explaining why we do what we do and why we care so much about what we do Maybe they'll give a little bit more thought when they walk into the gym. So 
this whole discussion now. I, I know said we, I wasn't going to rant. No, no, no. It was, was a, perfect. It was okay. perfect. No, I actually realized something because we have uh, discussions on whether we post the workout for the week or, or, or not. And everything we just discussed, I finally agree with you to not posting the workouts for the week. I have access to it for the month. Because I work with you guys, but and I, I, I never look at it because I'm, now you're going to get in emails. Hey, Sean, <laughs> send me those workouts for twenty dollars a week. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, Blake, where did this leave you now? Like, um, so we just finished twenty three point two. Are you going to coach her for twenty three point three? I believe so. Um, I know. So she's in the army. Um, so she on Friday, Saturday, she usually has to go rucking and all that stuff mm-hmm. at base. I think we spoke about doing it. I'm the following Monday, we're supposed to retest 23.2 tomorrow because she wants to get a few more reps and a heavier thruster. Uh, not to like belittle 23.1 versus 23.2 is a great, you know, thing. It just, the, the emotion for it was in that first one sharing that, like whether she, she doesn't know that she's going to find out on this. We shared in a first experience that was very emotional, you know, without the other person right. realizing it. Um, but yeah, you know, I I thoroughly enjoy coaching individuals who want that little bit more. And you know, by no means is she super super elite, but it doesn't matter because she's giving me her all. Right. And that is where the joy really comes out of it because I could say jump and she'll ask me how high because she trusts my input and my coaching and my feedback that you know, she wants to she wants to please. She wants to do. And I just keep reiterating, you know, be proud of yourself. Make sure you're doing it for yourself because if you are, you're making me proud. Mm. You know, that's where the joy of coaching comes from. I, look, I think that's a, it's a great notion to explain to folks too because I think that's what you want in your class as well is you want that. You, I think all of us as coaches, as career coaches, what we are looking for in our members is for them to trust us. That we are, we are, we do want the best for them and what's best for them. We want them to be healthier. We want them to be fitter and we have the knowledge to help them do that. And and all we ask is for you just to trust us and we're going to work with them day in and day out a little bit at a time to get them, get them to where they would like to be in a better place physically and help and in a help uh, way. And for all those that are listening, just how I said, if I say jump and you say how high, so that's a do it also applies for the don't. So if I say, hey, we're not doing that today. You're not over squatting with weight or you're not putting that 20 extra pounds on your deadlift. It's the same concept where I'm looking out for your best interest and I'm guiding you. So it's easy when I say, hey, go up 10 pounds on that clean. It looks great. Let's do it. Let's try to hit a PR. Of course, you're all in. It's not easy when I say, hey, I think you should grab a PVC pipe for this workout and just overhead squat and practice with that. But they are one in the same. Greg, have you ever had any of these, these, I mean, you've been in the business for 15 plus years. Do you still have these moments that Blake experienced? All every day, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. It, you're constantly meeting new people, mm. you, you know, and, and even folks that have been here a long time. I mean, people are, are constantly being rechallenged. That is one of the benefits of CrossFit, right? It, it, it's, you're constantly being challenged. You can't beat the program. You can't beat, you're never going to beat the program or the programming. You, you will not win. The programming will always win. Yeah. And that's the point, right? And it gives you something to continually work for and towards. That's, that's the beauty of CrossFit training. And 
you know, the funny thing is, I always say this jokingly, and I'm sure you both have heard me say this. I don't like people. <laughs> like, I, I don't like people, but I love the people I work with. Our mutual friends just laughed out loud. <laughs> you know. It's all or nothing. He either likes you or he doesn't <laughs> like you. There is no in between. I, I, you know, take me out socially in a social environment, and I'd rather be home on the couch reading a book. Like, I don't want to be there. Right. When he says he doesn't <laughs> like people. <laughs> He enjoys being alone. I enjoy Which being I, alone. Again, Blake and I are very similar this way. I my perfect day is sitting home. I, sitting I, home. I'm everyone bothered. deserves. Everyone <laughs> deserves a, a me time day. Now, rest day. I'm, I'm going to challenge him a little bit though because wait, what did he say? How he just wants to be home alone. You know, being oh. home alone <laughs> is his favorite thing. And I'll, and I'll say the same thing. If you ask me, what do you want to do right now? I'm back. I want to go home. You know, I like my, <laughs> I like my house. I want to. You know, have some but, wine. But. But I call a little bullshit on both of us for that because we go out. Oh, we ha- I'll call we, bullshit on myself. And we have fun and we have people we love. He and, doesn't go and, out. And we have a great time. We go out begrudgingly. You and say then when we. we get there, when we get there, we have a good time. You guys didn't know this, but I had to pregame the holiday party because I. <laughs> it was like one of those overwhelming things. But no, I, I call bullshit on myself because just like how I said, you know, I just want to be home alone and that's the perfect day. But at the same time, the only time as of late that I'm very clear and very in the moment and have happiness and enthusiasm is when I'm coaching. Yeah. And I can't do that without other people. That's why I jokingly said that because I have to call bullshit on myself because without other people, I don't have that moment. I don't share in that moment with Sarah. I don't share in that moment, you know, five days a week throughout classes when you get somebody their first move this week. I'm going to have you have that moment with me. I, um, I don't know if it's going to happen. Are we making eye contact when that happens I, or not? <laughs> We're talking about fitness now. Right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Listen, and, and again, I've been in this business a long time. There are ebbs and flows to feeling the way Blake is feeling. Right? This, this enthusiastic feeling about coaching. And I've been through that. And I'll say right now, I'm, at, I'm back at being at a high point of a coach first and a business owner second of of just being elated to be back in my gym. There was some time, you know, the past couple of years, uh, things have been a little bit rough for all kinds of reasons. And there were times I really dreaded coming into the gym. There were, there were days I just dreaded being here. I didn't want to be here. There are just ebbs and flows to that. And, and sometimes it has to do with the people that you're, you're working with, whether it's the team, you know, the team of coaches or the people in your gym. And right now I have to say, I'm, I, I'm just at a really, great place for me personally of showing up here and being happy about it every day. I think I want to call bullshit on your reaction to my question because he has this moment once out of a blue moon. And I asked you the same question and you're like, Oh, every day. When I'm talking about a coaching moment, sometimes that coaching moment that I'm having with somebody, Mm -hmm. they don't know I'm having it with them. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Sometimes I'm watching somebody do something and it registers in my mind that it's something I need to watch and it's not the right moment for me to say anything to that. Person. Uh, no, I got to, I wanted to know what your level of that moment was compared to his level. The minute I walk into the gym, whether I am coaching it or I'm just coming to see what's going on, I'm coaching shit, shit is going through my mind. I'm watching everything. I'm watching the coach running the class. I'm watching every member in the class. I'm watching interactions right. and I'm picking my, my times of when I'm going to talk about things. Sometimes it has to happen in that moment. 
And, and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it's not the you right You probably time. see a bigger picture. Yeah, I was just going to yeah. say that. He's watching from like a, a third-person yeah. view, though. Because now, so I'm if I'm running class and he walks in, I'm just observing the men, members and I'm trying to observe myself in the moment and make sure you know I'm handling it correctly. He's watching the way I'm handling myself, mm. how I'm handling members, and he's then watching the way members are handling me. So there is a bigger, yeah. bigger picture yeah. to that. But I... I, I the one thing that we always have to keep in mind and why I said, no, I, I may not experience that every day or I may not experience every class is we are dealing with personalities. We are dealing with emotions, you know, emotions of our own and emotions of others. And one thing that I know, and certainly this is the case for me on most days, you have to put on a mask because everybody is there to see you. You're orchestrating. You are the conductor of the room. You have to put all your personal shit aside. And the same thing with people you're dealing sometimes with 20 people all going through different shit in their lives and they may not come in with the same enthusiasm or passion that you may have on that day. So it is kind of a thing of like the stars need to align where you both have to be in that mindset and not everybody's going to be in that mindset. Yeah. You know, that's why sometimes you just, you're coaching a class and you know, the workout's fine, you're fine, but the energy's flat. And for whatever reason that is, but it's most likely because you're dealing with people. And people are constantly changing different thoughts and it's just never going to always be perfect. But every now and then you do get those moments. So will you ever do a competition again? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm to So I need to. Because you, uh, it was a yes, no right. question before. So I'm at the point where I'm processing my thoughts and feelings and I'm working on myself in a lot of different areas right now that I haven't, I've been able to avoid for five years because I've been distracted. You know, my, my days have been so consumed where now they're a little bit slower and I can't run from it anymore because I have the time to think about it. So I, I need to come to a different place where where I'm at right now, I know is not right for me because I'm the kind of individual that although I can get you know, the high off of coaching another person, I need my own personal endeavor as well. I need, you know, my, my why. And I don't have that right now. I also have realized in the last week that being a career coach is an endeavor. Is that the wording I used? That is what he said. He said career coach. I didn't. No, I'm saying, I'm no. saying he says he needs. I need a why. A purpose. Yeah. Yeah. I need oh. a self-fulfilling purpose. Right. But, and you said that you are getting fulfillment gotcha. out of coaching and this is, yeah. that is not a purpose. I mean, it that's, is, that's but very it's a different, purposeful. it's a different purpose. So like that is a purpose. The way I see it is this, that is a purpose that I need another person to share in, but I'm very much the person that I need something to share in with myself. I need something that fuels me independently. You know, it's just like, <clears throat> you need to have, Self goals, just like you deal with members with their goals. I need to chase something. And as much as I love working and I love what I do, that's not my chase. You know, that is my passion, my career passion. It's different from my individualistic. No, that's not right, right? Yeah. yeah. That's different than my individual passion. And I, I've realized that I'm a better person, and I know you're going to laugh at this because we spoke about this while, 
part of my identity was CrossFit. <laughs> and I know we've had discussions in the past where you think that could be a dangerous thing, and it is. I think it's a dangerous thing that if that's your only identity. If right. you identify completely with CrossFit uh, and entirely with CrossFit, I think that's that's unhealthy. I think that's unhealthy with just about anything. But so, but most but, people do identify with their work. You know, most if you ask most people, like, well, they what, identify with it. But is it their everything? I think most people get caught up in that. I think it's a lot. It's a big part of. Look, I run a CrossFit gym. It's a huge part of my life. It's a huge part of my life. It's not my everything. Well, what would you say your identity is? I think my identity is multifaceted. Sure. I think I'm a, a CrossFit gym owner. I think I'm a father. I think I'm a husband. I'm I'm a friend. Um, I'm an entrepreneur. I mean, there's a lot that goes into being a person. Right. And, but there, there's hierarchies to that, no? They don't uh, all sit on the same shelf. No, of course not. Yeah. yeah. Right. Sometimes they move. Yes, and they should. They <laughs> yeah, should. Move. Sometimes they move. But, you know, uh, part, of, part of that was I, I did identify so much with CrossFit for, for multiple different reasons. It, it wasn't the identity of CrossFit wasn't because of CrossFit itself. It was what it meant to me. It was something that I shared with, with my father. It was something that I was able to live out my dreams being an athlete because I never was an athlete. I, I was just going to touch on a couple of these things <laughs> that I know about you that nobody right. does know about you, that this was an outlet for you right. at a time in your life because you had not had experiences with athletics right. and things like mm. that. This was that for you. And we do see a lot of that. We see a lot right. of folks come in here and for the first time, they're they it is their sport it's something that they could be active in and participate in in a competitive style atmosphere if that's what they want it to be for themselves and that's and that's fun yeah so i think there's there's two ways to identify with something or like have your identity there's the individual and now i'm just going to use bold analogies but there's the individual that walks around with crossfit tattooed across their chest like they just wake up and dream about 2159 then there's the person, and you can use this with anything, that their identity is CrossFit, but not because of what CrossFit is, what CrossFit has done for them, and how it's connected into other facets of their life. The latter is me. I don't, like, I love CrossFit as a methodology. I get it. I understand what it does for people. I think it's a, a beautiful thing, but it was never my love for CrossFit was never CrossFit, if that makes sense. I loved what it did for it, me. Uh, uh, yeah, I was just going to say I that. loved how it connected me in different areas of my life. I love how it brought some amazing people into my life, how it brought me to an amazing me. gym, <laughs> how it you know, brought my career um, where it helped decide what I was going to yeah. do. If it wasn't for CrossFit, those things wouldn't exist. Now, I just named a couple different things, and I'm sure I could think of more, but... When you pull something out of that, you're left with it not feeling whole anymore. You understand what I mean by yeah. that? Because there was something filling that spot. And I mean, you can call it a void. You can call it whatever you want. Um, but that there was, there was something on that shelf. And now that shelf is empty. And you feel that. And you're, you acknowledge that. And that's where 
I'm working on. Does it? Do, I don't mean to cut you off, but does, does it always mean it needs to be refilled with something different, or does it just give you room in another area to grow? Well, as we found out, there's there is a room in another right. area. Yeah, yeah. But it's you still feel the emptiness. That's the thing. There's still that missing component. So to tie it back to your question about you know competition or whatever, have I? I I've realized how important it is to me. Um, I just need to figure out in what light and what, because I know if I go back to training, it's, I probably wouldn't put myself through the amount of time that I did before, but it still would probably be more than most because that's just what you know, you know, and I'm, I'm at the point now where I'm working out for 60 minutes, you know, maybe 75 minutes tops. And it's just like, yeah, well, that's now cool. <laughs> you know, that's cool. It's, I, I, I'm not to knock any other um, methodologies, but yeah, powerlifting's fun. But I mean, whatever. Yeah, doing some bodybuilding's cool. You're chasing a pump, but whatever. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like that pump goes away. You know, it's just yeah. You lifted some heavy shit. All right, cool. <laughs> like that's it. I don't. It's I. I see th- things through a different lens now, and I mean, it's constantly changing, and it's always ebbing and flowing, and. You know, part of me does believe that everything does happen for a reason and that you do end up always where you're supposed to be, but it's not always easy to acknowledge that and see that, you know, through the peaks and valleys. Yeah. yeah. That's what, the hard part. What version of yourself do you think you're on now? I feel that this is a very pivotal time. Okay. Uh, more so than more so than ever where... Th- I, I, you almost just feel like you're going to embark on something, whether that's an emotional. Your age has something to do with this too. Oh yeah, you're, of course. you're moving into your 30s. Yes, that's a pivotal moment. Yes, you know this is so much great information. First of all, just looking deeper into Blake and getting to know him better, and um, but uh, also like just tying the, your experience and all of this back to members, right? What and the CrossFit Open and what it means for people, and our role in you know, again, educating people about the importance of this time of year and what are we doing in the other months of the year that are are encouraging and inspiring people to understand what the open is, you know. That's what I started asking I, I'm you. saying, I mean, so I'm, I'm going <laughs> back to that now. In. It's all like I said, we don't say anything about the open throughout I, the year. I don't know that it has to be a, I don't know that we, ha- my point is, I don't know that we have to bring up the word open. I think it's, it's a, just this final exam. Ed- no, no, no. It's an educational process of there is more to this than just lifting weights there. But that's the messaging that I think needs to be said throughout the year. I agree. I, I'm just, that is what I'm and saying. And you can't have that assumption because you have a vast variety of people that come to this gym. Yeah. No, I, I'm, what I think is a very, this isn't hard, this isn't easy to do is to instill in people that there's just a, a not to sound so, I don't know. Uh, there's a bigger purpose. You said purpose. you weren't going to do that. There's yes, a bigger I, purpose <laughs> to, Spill to it. what we do here. <laughs> Than at most other gyms, most other right. methodologies, there is a bigger purpose. And that here. message needs to be delivered yearly, throughout the year. Right, and and I think the thing that that does challenge, I know, like Joe's not, you know, if he was here at this podcast, he would he would say the same thing. It's one of the challenges of being a business owner, a CrossFit gym owner, that not everybody wants to hear that shit. 
Some people just want to like, just give me, give me a treadmill. I'm going to run. And I'm going to look at my heart rate up on the board. I'm like, oh, I'm in the heart rate zone. I'm getting fitter. I'm getting fitter. Here we go. You know, and, and that's their fitness and that's what they want. They don't want to hear all this shit we're talking about here. And I think we as business owners have to be okay with saying to the, you know, being okay when those people yeah. leave. They're, they're not getting what we're buying and we don't need to adjust who we are right. to keep those people. We need to stay steadfast in, in what we believe. And I think that's a, that's been something that I've gotten a lot better with over the years of, uh, of running this business. I, I think again, like just drilling down into the purpose of what we do repeatedly, you know, like just, it's important. It works. Yeah. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly that, and you know, to answer, to go back to something that you said you have to throughout the whole year, you know, say that message you do, but you can't, you have to remember that you always have people coming and going at different phases. So, you have to do it in a way that you're not beating a dead horse for lack of better expression for the people right. that have been around and know that. Right. Um, you don't know where you're getting, you don't know what, what stage you're getting people in their own lives. You don't, you don't, you know, you don't know where, where they're at and what they're ready for. So it's, it is hard. Some, I'm, look, I'm some trying to understand. Just, why I'm, do some members come in and just get it? And you know it, we all know it as coaches. You yeah. see a member walk in and you're like, they got it. And then you see other members that like, they're just not getting it. I think there's something a little bit more to that that is very um, relative to the person. And the comparison I'm going to make is it's just like something with the best athletes. There's something that is missing in them. And the best athletes are all or nothing. That is, you you listen to any biography about anyone who was a great in their in their field, they had no balance. And usually they do talk about, you know, how they were trying to fill something that they, they didn't partake in. Like if, if you've seen the last dance and you hear Jordan about how he played these psychological head games with himself, with other right. players and things mm -hmm. like that, he would concoct these stories in order to perform, you know? And I think there is something similar to that with certain members that walk through the door and get it. They're in search of something They're They're trying to, you know, as much as on paper, this is just fitness or whatever, you know, there are people who come here to find themselves and you know, I'm not religious, but it's church. It's, it's something that helps them find out what they are. I cannot stand people that call CrossFit a cult. It is culty though. If you look Everyone at the definition. Everyone has their own culty behavior. <laughs> yeah. I agree with you. Ordering Chipotle is culty. I, I almost feel like, and this is, this is not always true, but the person who doesn't get it, they, they're just not thinking about CrossFit or they're not thinking about their exercising in that light. They're just like, I'm here to tone and lose body fat. Like, that's why they're here. But then there's other people who come here who have some shit. Those are the people that get it. Speaking of shit, can you guys continue? I have to go pee. <laughs> Do you want to take a break? I have to pee. Okay. okay, so let's take a break and we'll pick this back up. Okay, thank you. Sean has a small bladder. The one quote that rings true here, our love for CrossFit, it's not just CrossFit, it's the people, it's the community, and our coach's love for you and our overall health and fitness. I'm Sean Gorbadan, and this is Gorilla Fitness Radio. Our next episode, we are going to have a guest. A member will take the mic, so please follow, like, or subscribe. To see our day-to-day, -day, check us out on Instagram at Gorilla Fitness CrossFit. 
Till next time, keep your fitness journey strong and remember your why. 